All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're excited you're here to join us again today. This is a great word for us to be talking about, and I'm just in the mood for it. So we're going to jump right in. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Leslie Bolser. I'm the creative director for uh, Core Essential Values. We are a resource curriculum company that works mostly with schools to teach kids how to treat others right and make smart decisions and maximize their potential. Uh, On this podcast, we talk to parents about kind of the same things and how they can raise up kids that do those things as well. And I'm here as always, with Dr. Beth Trammell. Beth, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Hey, uh, I'm glad to be back. I always look forward to our conversations. So I am Dr. Beth Trammell. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I also am the director of the Master's in Mental Health Counseling Program. And this word is um, the like the most common word I use with my own kids. I have four kids and Every single day before they leave for school, every single day they go somewhere, I talk about this word. And so this one is very near and dear to me. And so I'm excited about it too. Well, so you're like a double expert in this one. Well, I don't know if I'm an expert, but I I sure as heck focus on a lot. <laughs> That's great. All right. So let's just go ahead and say it. Our, the word we're talking about this month is kindness. Um, and so I think as we talk about kindness, we're talking about a lot of different things, but specifically this month, we're talking about how we treat people and how they know that they're valuable based on the way that we treat them, the way that we interact with them, speak to them, speak about them, all of those things. So this has a lot of stuff kind of wrapped up in it. And so I want to dig into some of those things. Uh, so let's start with our youngest friends. When we're talking about preschoolers, pre-K age students, how do you talk to them or to their parents about kindness? Yeah, I mean, some of the key things in preschool, obviously, are learning to tolerate others in my space, learning how to share, right? That's a key skill that our preschoolers have to learn. And so, you know, kindness comes in the examples of, you know, letting someone sit next to you and then um, sharing your toys with them, even when you don't feel like it, like that can be a part of kindness. And so I think, um, matching those behaviors with the word kindness helps them understand what um, kind of what this word is all about, because, you know, they, they may not know how to say um, as many kind things just yet. And so for me, the preschool age is really about like matching the behaviors that they're doing with this word. And then also just a lot of modeling. And so um, paying attention to the ways that we show kindness to other people that our kids are watching. So, you know, I do a lot of kind things throughout the day, maybe, but maybe not when I'm with my kids and certainly not when they're paying attention, you know, it's like they might be paying attention to all kinds of other things, preschoolers, especially. And so recognizing that a lot of the modeling for this word they may not pay attention to unless you're doing it to them specifically. So how are you showing your preschooler kindness? But then also like if you want them to see a particular thing that you're saying or doing in a kindness framework, you probably have to tell them, teach them explicit, like, Hey, this is what I mean by kindness. And this is how mommy or daddy does kindness. I do this um, at our preschool level. So age that up just a little bit. When you're talking more about the elementary level, how does that change? Yeah, our elementary age kids have more ability to kind of understand language. And so we can start to talk to them about specific 
phrases or sentences or compliments that we use for kindness too. But it's similar, right? So I still want to train them explicitly on the ways that I'm modeling kindness, but then also encouraging kindness. So you might have to give them examples of what kindness looks like in like their friendships maybe or at school. So let's stick along with that on the relationship side of kindness, friendships, family, at school, at home, all of those things. I think sometimes it can be easy for us to be the least kind to those that we spend the most time with, right? There's mm-hmm. a little bit of built-in forgiveness sometimes mm-hmm. with we spend a lot of time with. So mm-hmm. I, I know in my past and when I watch my kids and I can just think about sometimes I'm not the best to my family and to my closest friends. Can you talk a little bit about that and how we can guard ourselves to take advantage of with unkindness, those, those that are closest to us? Yeah, I think it's really smart. And for the parent who might be listening, you know, if you have more than one child and you see them fighting a lot as siblings, right? They're either sisters or brothers or whatever. And they, they argue a lot and you're like, Ugh, how can I just teach them kindness with their siblings? Or how can I teach them kindness with me? And I guess my encouragement to you is that if they can do it somewhere else, then that means it lives in them. And so continuing to plant the seed in, you know, the setting at home to say like, here's what kindness looks like. And here are my expectations around kindness at home. And, you know, continuing to plant those seeds for especially our young and elementary age kids. It's just hard. Kids in the elementary age are still learning frustration tolerance. And so think about the moment when you're really frustrated. And most adults have the brain capacity to manage frustration at least a little bit better than our 10 or 11-year-olds. And when I'm the most frustrated, I tend not to be the most kind. Mm -hmm. And so while I would love for my fourth grader, when he's frustrated, to not throw the ball at his brother's head, right? (laughs) you know... I can also empathize with his level of frustration and how hard it is to still choose kindness. There could be conversations around particularly siblings or family relationships and saying, hey, yeah, I know it's really hard. I know it's frustrating. And yet, how can we choose kindness? Because it is a choice. You know, you have to like really intentionally choose to let go of the behavior I want to do when I'm frustrated Right. or irritated or hurt or whatever, and choose kindness instead. Oh, that's really, really great. Um, it made me think about just myself and how when I find myself falling into that, when I'm, you know, a quick fuse for those who are around me and we're headed out to dinner and I'm just super nice to the wait staff or I'm just super yeah. nice, yeah. right? I'm really kind to those around And then I come home and I'm just the biggest grouch to the people who are right here. It's almost Mm. like, you know, I'm just showing them that I can turn that on and turn that off. um, And that it isn't, it isn't something that I'm, you know, deeply choosing intentionally to do. I mean, that is tough because I think every listener can relate to that idea, right? Where you're like, oh man, when I needed to, I sure could become a peach. (laughs) I pulled it off right there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so yeah. let's let's transition to older kids, high school, middle school kids. We, we kind of already talked a little bit about some things that relate to them, but let's think a little bit more and talk a little bit more about what parents might do. This, I think, might be the toughest age to really have conversations about kindness. So what might parents do with this age group? 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting when we were kind of first starting, I was thinking about kindness and, and often we think about kindness as sort of the thing that we're doing, right. That we're like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to say this thing and that's kind. And I think sometimes we forget that sometimes not saying things can be an act of kindness, not bringing something up at this particular time maybe an act of kindness. So I think about my own teenagers and how I try to be attuned to like what sort of space they're in both physically and uh, mentally, emotionally. And my kindness may, may be where I, I don't bring up the fact that they didn't do the dishes to my liking last night when they're already stressed about the homework that they have tonight. Like not bringing it up now is an act of kindness, right? It doesn't mean that I'm going to ignore it forever. It just means I'm going to show some kindness to my teenager and and not saying or doing certain things. And so I just want to challenge us, I guess, to think about the ways that we can show kindness without doing or saying things and how that impacts people in our relationship, especially our teenagers. Yeah, that's really great. Okay, so to close, I want to... I think sometimes I'll put myself in this boat. I use kindness and then think of the opposite of it as like meanness, right? Or unsure or like rudeness or whatever. Yeah. I want to pair up kindness with a couple of other words. And I want you to talk to me about when those, when they're opposites or when they're similar or how we might, how we might think about those two words together. So the first one I want you to talk to me about is being kind Versus being nice or polite. Yeah. So this comes up a lot, especially as we get older, right? We have, um, you know, conversations with maybe our teenagers or things that we, people that we have in our own lives, right? Where it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't say that, or I didn't hold that boundary, or I didn't hold that person accountable because I just wanted to be nice. You know, I, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I didn't want to make them feel bad. And so I just was choosing to be nice to them. And really kindness includes holding people accountable. You know, kindness includes like valuing the relationship enough to sometimes say the hard things, right? To be like, hey, I I was disappointed because you let me down. And that, that might cause them to have some sort of emotional reaction of some sort, right? Whether it's like feeling embarrassed or feeling sad or you know, they may feel some kind of way, but I don't want folks to misconstrue uh, niceness and kindness. You know, yeah. kindness really is holding people accountable, setting boundaries, and then stating them clearly. Uh, and niceness, I think we tend to just be like, well, you know, let me tiptoe around this thing. And that's not really what we're looking for. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I've got another one for you. Being kind versus being right or correct. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, this may be like new information for some folks, you know, and I've, I've lived certainly in this headspace before, but like, we're just not always right. You know, it's like, even if it means it's right for you, it doesn't mean that it's right for this person in this scenario. And so rightness and kindness can sometimes be at, at odds with one another. And so I think, I think you have to recognize what do I value more? If you're living in a space where you're like, well, I value being right, then (laughs) that's fine. But 
it may cause a strain on some of your relationships. I guess I'll say it that way. So, I mean, I think most people would say, like, I, I value these relationships. I value kindness. I value teaching these things. And so I think sometimes we have to recognize that while we think we know all of the answers, it, it is only our own experience or the situations that we have experienced that that we're using as kind of the like needle for where this rightness meter lives. And it may not be true for everyone in every situation. And I would, I would probably argue to say that it, it usually doesn't fit with everyone else in every other situation. Yeah, that's great. All right. So here's my last one that I want to ask you about. Um, And this one's going to kind of lead into next month's word too. So this is a little preview of what we're going to talk about next month, but I want to hear a little bit of your thoughts about being kind um, versus being, let's say like a pushover or being mm. someone who just lets things happen to you because out of kindness, anyone can get anything by you. Yeah. That's not the same thing. <laughs> that's not kindness. Kindness is not having no boundaries, you know, and not letting people just say and do whatever they want to you. Right. Kindness is showing people that we, you know, we value them and, and we, and we do that by saying and doing and not saying and doing certain things because we value the relationship and we want them to know how much they matter, but it certainly doesn't mean they get to do whatever they want. And so I think it's really critical that we evaluate and continue to evaluate you know, especially those relationships where we feel a little bit, I mean, I don't know, some kind of way, you know, you might feel hurt, you might feel betrayed, you might feel like you have kind of a lack of trust, a lack of safety. You know, if you if you have those sort of like, icky feelings in any kind of way, it doesn't mean you have to be rude or, you know, angry, it just means kindness comes with boundaries. And so kindness, like I said earlier, like kindness says, like, hey, um, you know, I appreciate that you want to come over and bring me dinner, but actually tonight's not a good night. Tonight's not a great night for that. How about another day? Great. Oh, no, I'm coming over tonight. I need you to know how I feel and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, well, here's my boundary, right? Like, yeah, this is this is not how I want this to go. And so, you know, kindness doesn't mean you just do or let other people do whatever they want to do. So the reason I asked this is because preview next month, we're going to be talking about peace. Yeah. And the most common, not argument against peace, but the most common um, comment I hear from people who struggle creating interpersonal peace with others around them is that they don't want to be perceived as someone who's a pushover. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a great start to think about how we transition from kindness into peace next month. And let's come back to this. Let's come back to this idea of being a pushover or letting people like take advantage of you when you are a person who is kind. Yeah, I think that's a great place, especially as we consider peace as a character trait we want to instill in our kids and ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to be pushovers. We're going to set boundaries. But we're going to show kindness to others. And next month, we're going to transition into finding peace in our relationships. This is a great conversation. I look forward to continuing it next month. In the meantime, if you want to know more about Core Essentials, you can find us uh, on social media at CE Values or on our website, coreessentials.org. What about you, Dr. Beth? 
Yep. So I am at makewordsmatterforgood.com, um, bethtramel.com. You can find me there. And I have two other podcasts. One is called Kids These Days Need Us to Make Words Matter for Good. And the other is called Things You Learn in Therapy. And so if you want to check out other podcasts, I would welcome you to like, share, subscribe. Excellent. Well, in the meantime, let's be kind. Yes. Let's peace in our relationships. And uh, we'll see you next month. Sounds good. Talk to you.